Welcome back to Current with Valerie Hayes on TalkZone.com. Hi, welcome back to the show. I'm super excited that you're with us. And as you know, today we're talking about money, the economy, and the presidential candidates, because who can resist talking about the presidential candidates? But remember, if you have a question or topic that you want us to talk about, just uh, uh, ping me on my Facebook page. You can search for me at Valerie Hayes on Facebook and Twitter, Valerie Hayes, and we will make sure you get the information you need to develop your own opinion. All right, so I know you all have been watching the presidential candidate coverage on the news or on the Internet. I know that lots of people are watching the debates. But still, when I talk to people, really of all backgrounds and all ages, there's they although they know what the candidate might have said recently, or they know what the pundits on TV think about the candidates, they don't really know very much about the background of the candidates and what they've actually done. And I got several emails asking me to give my own personal opinion about the candidates, which I was reluctant to do because I don't want to act like I'm trying to sway your vote. But one of the questions came in in an interesting way. Um, the the listener asked me to give my uh, opinion or summary of the candidates because they thought it would be helpful for people to see what my thought process was. And I'm guessing she knows that I'm a former human resources executive. And I can tell you when you're hiring somebody for a job, whether it's a janitor all the way up to vice president or CEO of a company, um, there really is no perfect candidate. There are uh, candidates who have strengths and candidates who have weaknesses. And nobody is perfect. And your job as the hiring manager is to pick the one that you think is the best fit, who has the most strengths and the fewest weaknesses. And that's what we're supposed to do as voters, is select the candidate we feel is best suited to the job of president. So I'm going to go down all six uh, Democrats, the two Democratic and four Republican nominations. I'm going to clip along, but because I'm hoping to get them all in before the show is over. So I'm going to start with Hillary Clinton, one of the uh, candidates with the highest name recognition um, who is running for president. Uh, for those of you who are in your early years, you might not know that Hillary Clinton started her career as an attorney, and she worked for an attorney um, in her early years right out of college and was also an attorney while her husband was the governor of Arkansas. You all remember her husband, Bill Clinton, also known as Bubba. Um, so she was first lady of Arkansas, and then Bill Clinton, of course, ran for the presidency and was elected. So she was first lady for the eight years while her husband was the president, there were ups and downs during those years. She tried to start some initiatives. She, um, you know, she tried to make an important contribution, but it was not as an elected official, right? Obviously, she wasn't being an attorney while she was first lady of the United States. She did still work as an attorney while she was first lady of Arkansas, but as first lady, her role was primarily to support uh, the president and serve the United States. After Bill Clinton left the presidency. She, um, they established residence in New York. They bought a home in New York and she ran, um, for the Senate seat in New York, which was open. Um, this was a historic moment because she was the first first lady to serve in elected office. Notice I said elected office because there is a former first lady who has served in public office and that was Eleanor Roosevelt, uh, after her husband, uh, died midterm. Um, after and after she left the White House, she was appointed to be the first ambassador of the United States to the United Nations. So she did serve in public office, but that was an appointed position, not an elected position. So Hillary Clinton is the first first lady to serve in an elected position. So she was a senator from New York. 
She went to the Senate, and then after a few years, she ran against Barack Obama in 2008 for the Democratic nomination. And as I'm sure you all recall, she did not get the Democratic nomination. It went to Barack Obama. And after Barack Obama was um, uh, voted, uh, was elected as president, she was then appointed by President Obama to be the Secretary of State. And if you're not sure what the Secretary of State does is they are the head diplomatic representative of the United States to other countries. So they go to uh, England and Canada and Mexico and Saudi Arabia and China and negotiate diplomatic relations, um, talk about concerns, human rights concerns, um, economic concerns, environmental concerns. So the Secretary of State is the highest representative our country has um, besides the president in creating relationships and negotiating with other countries. Then uh, she left uh, after President Obama's first term. The president's term is, of course, four years. At the end of those four years, she resigned as Secretary of State, which is very common. Uh, most members of an administration resign after the first term just because it can be very grueling and exhausting. She left Secretary of State for private life, and she and Bill Clinton were running their charitable foundation, and she was doing a lot of corporate speaking for which she made a lot of money, as I'm sure you've all heard in the news, and good for her. She is now, of course, running for the Democratic nomination for president, uh, one of two candidates running. In my view, her strengths are she understands both state and federal governments and how they operate. Because she was with her husband when he was the governor of Arkansas, she has a direct understanding of how state government works, um, how you get things done, how the state government interacts with the federal government, those kinds of things. And then as first lady, while her husband was the president, she had an up-close and personal view of the federal government and how that works, how to get things done, how the president needs to interact with um, Congress, how the president needs to interact with the military. And so I feel that as a strength that she understands both state and federal governments. She's also traveled internationally and has an understanding of world issues. Now, you may or may not agree with her opinion on world issues or her particular perspective, but she does have um, international experience and connections worldwide, which during this time of political and economic uncertainty in several regions around the world, is I think that's important. And then additionally, she seems to have a deep commitment to public service. Um, she really, really works hard. My concern is um, she maybe has an honesty issue, especially when pulled by the public. She uh, whether the topic is emails or Benghazi or women who have been harassed, assaulted by Bill in the past. Um, she really doesn't seem to have a good answer for that. And I think that drives the concerns that we see in polls by the voters. The next candidate is Bernie Sanders running as a Democrat. He's currently the senator from Vermont. He first became active in politics during the civil rights movement of the 60s, and he described himself then as a socialist. In 1980, he was elected to be the mayor of uh, Burlington, Vermont, and was subsequently re-elected three times. In 88, he ran as an independent to be a congressman for the U.S. House of Representatives. After winning, he caucused with the Democrats in, in Congress, which just means that he met with the Democrats instead of the Republicans for policy purposes. In 2006, he was elected to the open Senate seat, and then he was reelected in 2012. His strengths are he has a long history of local and national government experience. I think he speaks directly to issues that concern everyone, and I think he has an established track record for working with others, even those people that disagree with him. My concern, I just have one, and 
it's that Sanders has a lot of great ideas that everybody likes, you know, free health care, free college. But his ability to pay for those ideas, such as free college and free health care, are based on new laws being passed or new laws being enacted. And unless at the same time he's voted in as president, there are congressmen and senators who are socialists who are voted in that share his views. I'm concerned that he's going to be promising people one thing but not be able to deliver it because the Congress and um, the Senate and the House just won't go along. All right, let's jump over to our Republican um, candidates who are probably the more colorful of the group uh, based on the news coverage and the debates you're seeing on TV. Let's start with Donald Trump. He, of course, rolled to, rose to household name status as the star of Celebrity Apprentice. But prior to that is when he really made his fortune, and he made his fortune as a real estate investor. His dad was a real estate investor. He invested in real estates, primarily hotels, resorts, and condominiums. He's been politically active as a businessman, supporting both parties to get his, you know, properties built. And then he started actively being involved in the Republican Party in 2008, and then also supported Mitt Romney in 2012. His strengths are he's a known deal maker. He understands the ins and outs of getting things done when working with local, state, national, international governments. I think that's great. He's self-financing his campaign, which means that if elected to the presidency, he's not going to be um, persuaded by people or organizations, companies, groups that donated money to him and say, okay, now that you're president, we need this law passed or we need this um, particular regulation relaxed. So I think that's a plus. My concerns, I'm sure the first one is obvious to everyone. He has no direct governmental experience. He has no experience in the legislature or as a governor or an executive running a state. He doesn't even have any judicial experience. And he has a somewhat confrontational style, which I think is the polite way of describing it. But um, so those are the strengths and concerns I have about Donald Trump. Let's move on to Ted Cruz. He is a former attorney and he is uh, currently a Texas senator. Um, he, as an attorney, he worked in a variety of Department of Justice positions within the federal and state Texas government. He was the first Hispanic um, clerk to clerk with the Supreme Court. A clerk is someone who assists the Supreme Court justices in um, investigating and reviewing cases. As the Solicitor General of Texas, Cruz argued before the Supreme Court nine times, winning five times and losing four. So when you hear him on TV, he's always talking about the times he won, never mentions the time he lost. Okay, that's not a big surprise. He ran for the U.S. Senate in 2012, which means he's a first-term senator, and he's a strong constitutionalist candidate, which means he believes in interpreting the words of the Constitution as currently written. I think his strengths are that he's deeply committed to the Constitution and believes that smaller government is better government. As a former debating champion from Princeton, he's a persuasive public speaker and debater. Even if you don't necessarily love his ideas, somehow he can persuade you that that it's a good idea. And he easily sticks to his position even when popular opinion is against him. He's one of those guys that really stands up for principle. Um, My concerns about him is he's a first-term senator. I'm concerned without very much experience at the federal level. He hasn't created connections and network that will support him as president and that he doesn't have enough experience in seeing how Washington works to really get things done. And he's not created positive working relationships with other senators in the Senate. Unfortunately, he has a bit of a bad reputation for being a little difficult around the edges, and I think that could be a problem if he's elected to the presidency. The next Republican candidate is Marco Rubio. Marco is a former attorney, 
former attorney, current senator from Florida. He's of Cuban descent. Both Cruz and Rubio are of Cuban descent and would, if elected, would be the first Hispanic American president. He served um, as a representative in the Florida State Legislature in 1999, was reelected three times, was Speaker of the House in Florida for two years, was elected to Florida's uh, U.S. Senate seat in 2010. In 2013, he was part of um, what's called the Gang of Eight. It was four Republican and four Democratic senators that tried to put together a comprehensive immigration reform plan. Um, Rubio proposed several aspects of the plan and really advocated on the, pa- the part of the plan. And then the bill was passed by the Senate. As soon as it was passed, with his support, he then signaled that he didn't support the bill and really didn't see it as a priority and wanted to focus on Obamacare instead. I think his strengths are he has great personal appeal. He comes great across great on TV. He has studied and has a solid understanding of the issues like terrorism, immigration, and the economy. And he does seem to be able to create working relationships with others in government, no matter what level they're working with. My concerns are that he really does have limited legislative experience. He's a first-term senator at the federal level. And in Florida, although he was senator for nine years, Florida only has a part-time legislature that meets 60 days of the year. So that's equivalent to one and a half years in a nine-year period of time. Plus, he's rated as one of the most absentee senators in the United States Senate. He doesn't often show up for votes. So I think that's a concern as well. And that leaves us with our final Republican candidate. That is John Kasich. Interesting thing to note, you will sound really in the know if you pronounce his last name correctly. It looks like it's spelled Kasich, and it's actually pronounced Kasich, like a K at the end. He is a professional politician. He's the current governor of Ohio. He was first elected to the U.S. House of Representatives in 1983, where he served on the House Armed Forces Committee, the House Budget Committee, and chaired the Budget Committee. After leaving Congress in 2000, he had his own show on Fox News and was a guest on other shows. He was elected in 2010 as the governor of Ohio and then reelected in 2014, winning 86 of 88 counties, which means he's doing a great job. I think his strengths are he has deep experience of both state and federal government, having been in you know, running the government at the state or federal level really since 1983. He has extensive experience with, with laws regarding economic growth and national defense, two of the areas that most voters indicate they're concerned about. And he has a track record of being hands-on and getting things done as a governor, which I think is great. My concern is that he's not really, I have two concerns, he's not really a persuasive public speaker or a debater. And I think as president, you really have to influence people to get behind your ideas and support your concepts so that you can get any legislation that you're wanting to pass through Congress. And then he could also be considered an insider. Many voters are looking for an outsider this year. They're frustrated with what's going on in Washington, D.C. They really want to bring in an outsider. And I think his years in government could make him, you know, an insider. Well, that's it for today's episode of Current. Remember, if you have a question or topic that you'd like me to cover in a future episode, just visit my Facebook page by searching on Valerie Hayes or the link is right here on the show page and we might include your topic in a future episode so you can get the information you need to feel informed. After all, it's okay to have your own opinion as long as it's an informed opinion. This is Valerie Hayes, and I want...
want to let you in on a secret. I've just created the perfect do-it-yourself coaching resource to help you learn how to improve your own pageant interview skills. My Mastering the Pageant Interview DIY coaching resource includes three downloadable audio files plus transcripts for easy resource. You'll learn how to spot and handle trick questions, the correct length of an interview answer, three tips for closing an answer when you're struggling, my easy technique for answering controversial questions, two secrets for a winning onstage interview, plus much, much more. Just download the audio files and transcripts to your computer and listen when you're working out, doing something around the house, or really just about any time. What could be more convenient? To get your copy of Mastering the Pageant Interview, just visit my website at ValerieHayes.com and click on the Winning Interview tab to order yours today. It really is that simple to quickly learn tips and techniques that will help create your winning interview. Have you seen the brand new line of pageant, prom, wedding, and elegant evening jewelry by couture designer Stephanie Summers? Her custom couture line established Stephanie as the leading pageant jewelry designer, and now she's created a budget-friendly jewelry line so that anyone can look amazing in one of her designs. Shop-StephanieSummers.com has your style in the perfect color you're looking for. So visit shop-stephaniesummers.com today and enjoy knowing that even though you stayed on budget, you look like a million. Are you a pageant contestant in Arkansas, Kansas, Missouri, Nebraska, or Oklahoma? If so, Van Brosen Associates can help make your pageant dreams a reality. Van Brosen Associates are the producers of Miss USA and Miss Teen USA state pageants in the five states of Arkansas, Kansas, Missouri, Nebraska, and Oklahoma. To find out more, go to vanbrose.com and connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash vanbrose. Once again, that's vanbrose.com. V-A-N-B-R-O-S dot com. Are you ready to be Miss USA? Are you totally stressed out about tough current events questions for your next pageant? Well, I've got a solution for your current events nightmare. Everyone feels overwhelmed by the time it takes to keep up on current events. But I've solved that for you with my weekly current events update. You'll get an email each week summarizing the top stories, plus you'll get sample questions to practice on your own. So visit my website at ValerieHayes.com, and you'll be ready to rock those current event questions at your next pageant. 